<laughs> One day, I will convince you guys that many minds <laughs> and Starlight are truly top-tier spirits. I mean, okay. <laughs> T-ups, T-ups, let's talk. Let's talk. Let's, let's talk. talk. <laughs> let's talk this out. So, Starlight... Welcome to the Kindred Spirit Podcast, a show all about the board game Spirit Island. Here we'll talk about analytics and strategies within the game, as well as a plethora of other topics that can be found within it. In this episode, we're going to cover all of the data from our Scotland survey, and we get to listen to all of the advice and feedback that you all gave. I think people are going to be surprised with this episode. I think so too. Ooh, I can't wait to hear it. Laura's still here? Hey! hey! Help, they won't give me the keys and let me leave. Shut up! Quiet, 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 quiet. Okay, how about we just get straight to it. Right into it. Scotland, survey, results, go, data, numbers. Die, 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 die. We got a bottom five, we got a top five, and we got an honorable mention. However, this is a pretty contested list, y'all. Especially the top five. And the honorable mention, how many spirits, John, do we have between the top five and honorable mention? Thirteen. Thirteen. Teen. That's more than five. Whoa. Wow. Whoa. Many A ties. A lot of ties. You love ties. It <laughs> was close. It was neck and It neck, yeah. was close. This might be the most amount of tight grouping we've ever had. Yeah. Let's get to it. For bottom five, we have a tie for the fifth place, what you all consider to be not so great against Scotland. At 21% of all the votes, we have Many Minds move as one and Shroud of Silent Mist. Oh, both your babies. Interesting. Many Minds can skip actions, has great defense and phenomenal fear. Mist also has great offense and really great fear, and yet they're very low. Thankfully, they're the best of the bottom five. Right. I don't think it's unwinnable. I think people think Mist wants to keep buildings alive, Many Minds has no offense, and a devastating escalation. So you have a character that is phenomenal at stalling and phenomenal at canceling things. Honestly, it may be better to just sling offense or defense at great amounts. That's what we did. Thankfully, you have defense at great amounts with Many Minds, so that's good. And you have great fear. Even if it's against Scotland, fear is always useful. In Mist's case, the fact that it takes them a while to do things is going to be pretty painful. But the thing that's nice, though, is that your capability to attack multiple invaders is actually going to be huge. Oh, yeah. Sure, might not be the time scale that you like, but just as we did against Sweden, we were able to kill, like, what, 12, 15, 17 it buildings? Oh, yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. With just starting, starting hand. Yeah. So it's good. Moving on up to 27% of the votes in fourth place, yet again, Mm. base earth. Oh, these low complexities. Yeah, (laughs) I see it though. The defense is consistent and we love it, but it's not enough. Nor is the fact that the Dahan are the source of your offense, not you yourself. Now you can find an amazing major or something to go crazy hand, but that's going to take time to find it. You're perfect stillness. One of the best cards in the game. Right. Unique starting hands. Right. One of the best cards. Seriously. But not so great. (laughs) Action skipping. It's It's always good to some capacity. Right. But but it's only in one lane. 
adversaries better than others. And like you said, here it's in one land. Late game, There's you can get coastal two. lands. <laughs> right. And Scotland just gets going too quickly, yes. too much. They do ramp up right. the invader deck. You're right. Skip they just all can't actions. It. Yeah. yeah. Then they add it. That's mm. not oh, an no. action. <laughs> Dang it. I mean, it's kind of what you expect. But at fourth place, base earth. From 27% to 33%, we have our bronze medalist, Base Shadows. Ah, what's there left to say? Well, there we are. Scotland is really hard. If someone struggles in normal gameplay, they're gonna (laughs) struggle here. Moving on up to our (laughs) silver medalists. It's actually tied. One of these makes sense. One of these makes me go, ooh, but I feel it. At 39%. We have a tie between Bringer of Dreams and Nightmares, which makes sense. Okay. Can't kill things. Yeah. Things aren't leaving the board. You're so- just shoving stuff around. And it's like the fear. They are just not afraid of the Dreams and Nightmares. Mm-hmm. Right. They are the Dreams and Nightmares. Yeah, they and throw right back at they you. They don't care. It's going to be hard to protect your Dahan that you're using because there's just so many bad guys. And not killing them is not helping. Oh, and by the way, they add a town after a Ravage action. So things don't leave the board and then things keep getting added uh, to the board. Right. Good luck, Bringer. The other here. silver medalist, Lure. What? Yeah. Ryan, what? Silver medalist. What? Has All right, you guys break that down for me. Why? Why, Why Lure? Are they... People say it is S tier, at least A tier. This is the worst they have ever been voted Whoa. in all of the surveys. They have never been this low. They have usually been in the top five for all of them. Wow. If I am not mistaken, this is the first time they have never been in either the top five nor the honorable mention. Wow. People are thinking of the special rule. They're thinking of the special rule and that is going to hurt them. Kind of. Kind of. You gather. they're actually not so bad on the coast. And their escalation and their level six are going to be adding a lot of bad guys inland. Honestly, not so bad. That's where they are. I would put them in the middle of the pack. Yeah, I don't see... More than I'd see this bad. You gather things, you can even gather cities in by breaking them down. You have reliable badlands spawning. Badlands! If nothing else, you can get stuff off those coasts. Yes, you gather things to you. I agree, Laura. I ain't gonna say they the best. I don't think they get silver for worse. 23rd out of 24? 34 out of 35? Seriously. yeah. Like, Mm. wow. Wow. Even someone like base lightning or base any other low complexity that's not earth Earth. or shadow. Was better than than this. Yeah, that's never happened. (laughs) I'm not saying I disagree with the mindset that put them there. I'm just saying it's kind of shocking to see them there. We've never seen them there. If you want to see shocking, let's introduce our gold medalist. More than lure at 42 percent of all the votes. Who is it? Oceans. Whoa! Hungry grass. The worst spirit. The worst spirit, according to the poll, is the (laughs) one spirit who is the most ace on the coast. Isn't this interesting? An Wait, adversary Laura's that legit is legit confused. Well, yes. I'm also like most ace. Ace is usually a good thing, right? Yeah, you are. Yes. You can only go but to the, the coast. the says it's not. According to the voters, <laughs> That's mad. Ocean had the most votes for the worst against, against Scotland. Scotland. Ocean is all about the coast. Scotland is all about the coast. 
How interesting to find them here. The level five. The bilge water sucks. Yeah. Getting blight in your grill is not fun. But do you know what's also not fun? That level six and that escalation effect. <clears throat> that is what I think really hurts you. Why? Because it has the capacity to add a bunch of towns. Inland. Inland. Ooh. And you saw how quick they hit you. Oh, sure, yeah. your initial explore is a stage one card. Then you get one turn with a level one card. Then it's a two. Then it's a two. That's two escalations in a row. Then a three, Ooh. which is two lands. Ooh. Then coastal lands. Then another escalation. Ah! <laughs> you can't drown an inland target. Only a coastal no. land can you drown. Yeah. And you have a lot of targets to drown. Great! You need a lot more. Yeah. Like, a lot more. I hope you don't blight, because then you're dying because it's coming to you. Right. And I feel as if one of the things about this, it may be differing levels of bad depending on how many boards there are. Have you ever thought about that? Because Ocean at six players is a much different spirit than Mm. Ocean with three players. Definitely. I Mm. think that's going to have even more extremes to this matchup. Very good point. But like you said, guess who dwells in the ocean a lot? Ocean's Hungry Grasp. And guess where Blight's going a lot? The ocean? Yeah, it's going to kill you a bunch. You're going to lose a lot of your presence here. Not good. Not good. Because that's if it gets added by a Ravage action on any of the coastal lands. If any of them go, which you might also dwell in, could kill you there. Guess what land two starts with? Two cities. Yes. Good luck defending or swallowing that up early turns. It is possible with other cards to get like a fluke presence elsewhere with like Indomitable Claim or something. I don't think it's unwinnable. Right. But the thing is, it is not just easy for bad guys to kill you. It is very easy for them to kill you. You are in coastal lands. They can blight it easy. They can blight the ocean where usually they will never dwell. Their level five is what really guts you. Quick take. I think ocean got nerfed by Jagged Earth. Yeah. Russia. Those explorers, they get swallowed up, they yes. spit right back they out. They swim back. Habsburg, durable towns. You swallow yes. them, they get spit right, right back. back out. Darn yes. it, Jagged Earth. Scotland, you blight. There's blight going into the ocean without right. a cascade. Yeah. Jagged Earth nerfed yeah. Ocean. But when you look at it, Ocean was regarded pretty well if you look at people's comments and conversations with the original adversaries. Definitely. So it's like, well, we don't want to have peeps that are always countered by Ocean. That's a good point. <laughs> or Lightning. They got brought back down to everyone's level. <laughs> right. With Jagged Earth. But the thing is, is if you have the combo of Habsburg, Scotland, the bad guys accidentally help you. Because oh. if the Ocean is blighted, they lose their durability for Habsburg. Very good point. Edge good. case. Yeah like a fun thing could happen so once again the bottom five many minds and mist fifth place at 21 percent. base earth fourth place 27 percent. bronze medalist at 33 percent was base shadows 39 percent for our silver medalists both bringer and lure and ocean taking home the gold fool's gold i guess i should say at 42 (laughs) percent. some shocking bottom five yeah like laura is still floored yep i can't even nice so now (laughs) let's go ahead and talk about the good there is a tie in every single placement except the honorable mention and the gold medalist but the silver the bronze the fourth and the fifth are all contested neck and neck the votes were so close y'all never had this tight of votes the only honorable mention that we have here is at 19 percent of all the votes 
a spread of rampant green. It's almost like they're never a bad spirit. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> they always it's are It's true that their capacity to skip is stretched pretty thin, but still having access to making friends get faster and get out there. We told you because how great Scotland's it was. Because Scotland's fast. They're fast, so if you can keep pace with them, whether it's yourself or a friend on the team, maybe yeah. it's Serpent that's getting up quicker. Mm-hmm. In our game, we had Downpour that really got up quick. That yeah. was really helpful. Yep. Fractured was able to help that happen with some of the cards that you found with Unrelenting growth yep being able to help anywhere is always nice because then you're going toe-to-toe with scotland speed yep i also think that just the miasma of fun and awesomeness that green has is also helping him here moving on to fifth place an interesting selection of characters here with 22% of the votes, we have Sharp Fangs behind the <gasps> leaves and Base Lightning. Whoa. Since when have these two ever shared no, never. the same <laughs> <laughs> two level? Two very offensive spirits who yes. attack and attack yep. and attack. Attack, mm-hmm. attack, and attack. You have to. Like we've been saying so many buildings. Thundering right. Destruction. Shatter Homesteads. Rinse, repeat. Frenzied Assault. <laughs> Ranging Hunt. Rinse, repeat. Just keep using those as often as you can. As often as you can. Bust those towns. Consistent attack. Do the Ryan Aggressive build and yep. spit out beast tokens yep. to swallow those buildings. Right. I've never tried it. I'm too scared, but I'm will- I'm willing. <laughs> the voters for you, think I it, might it do work. it. The, yep. Yeah. 22%. Not That's bad. good for a top five, yeah. Not bad. Very interesting fourth place as well. At 32% of all the votes, we have yet another tie, like we said, between Starlight. The Whoa. first ever. Starlight? Top five Starlight's debut. What? In a top five. Can you argue that they're bad against any adversary? No. They, they can be whatever they want. But why Scotland? Because you've done this for all the other adversaries, and Starlight's never been on any of so theirs. So pe- people felt bad? Or is it? <laughs> they felt really bad. Nobody how to play against Scotland, so you're just chucking in the jack of all trades. Okay. Maybe. So I think you can do two damage during growth. In the growth phase. So that's or nice. any slow you play can be fast. Huge. Regardless of which one you play can be great. You can be a major power slugger with this spirit. Yeah. That could be really good. You want to go fear? You can do it. You want to go reclaiming? You can do it. We've also talked many times that control build Starlight is very strong. Mm-hmm. If you're moving those towns in the fast, mm-hmm. then they don't build into cities. Mm-hmm. Seriously. So, yeah, I kind of see Starlight. Like you're saying, major build, offensive build, control build. You can go defensive. Whatever you want with Starlight. Peace in the nighttime sky is only useful in stage one, mm-hmm. which lasts forever. Good point. Against Scotland. Good point. Seriously, that card is phenomenal. And since they're going to be in stage one for a while, you have reliable defense all the time. Yeah, good point. Which is great. But who did Starlight share this with? Foreboding (laughs) Shadow. Am I affecting the community? (laughs) (laughs) Calm down. down. Okay, a strong fear spirit. Very much so. Control in the fast. Very well. Can push towns with that fear. Mm -hmm. Can break down towns. Can break Mm -hmm. down cities off the coast. Crops wither. Remember, you can nominate a land, and that land can be a controly freeway. Hey, anyone can act here and move along bad guys. So if there is a lot of grouped up invaders in one spot and they keep adding and they keep building like you said pick that land and whatever is destroyed and 
generates fear, whatever fear there can right. be pushed. Depending on how your boards are oriented, you can have a friendly neighbor right next to you adjacent to that coastal land that you just marked yeah. and just get in there with all sorts of fear-causing things. Yeah, I see foreboding shadows. It is yeah. still surprising to see a shadows and starlight in the top five. Yep. Wow. Moving on up to our bronze medalists. Yes. <laughs> All five of them. Five? <laughs> wow. With 35% of all the votes, not too much over fourth place. Fourth place was 32%. Fifth place was 35 Get ready for some interesting peeps. We're going to be talking about this one for a little bit. Volcano. Makes sense. Looming high. Destroy River. River's always there. Keeper of the Forbidden Wilds. Mm. Keeper, super strong. Wild tokens. Fractured. Hey! Can manipulate the invader deck. Yep. And oceans. What? Hungry grass. No, Ryan. Ryan, they were in the bottom five. You goofed. You misread. Just in the same way. I am so confused. (laughs) Can the internet not make up its collective mind? Ah, the internet. We love it. (laughs) In the same way that we've had Serpent in the bottom five for Brandenburg, yet also an honorable mention. Yes. And in the same way that Wildfire (laughs) was in the bottom five and also the top five for Habsburg. Here we go again ocean exists in this survey against scotland as gold medalist for the worst but the bronze medalist for the best people can't make up their minds <laughs> i mean they are strong against the coast the and, hang on, they're strong against the coast and that's where scotland focuses on the duality of existing truths Everything we said about them being the worst is still true. But guess what also is still true? They're the strongest spear on the coast. A lot of bad guys on the coast that you can still kill. Mm -hmm. That's still always good. I mean, we are going to have some people talk about it in the comments. Yeah. This was where the most divisiveness came from. Ocean brings a lot of divisiveness. It happened in All-Stars, too. Seriously, yeah. But I see it. Yeah. I think both are warranted. Going to Keeper. Keeper's first appearance in a top five. Isn't that weird? S tier. What? Right. The strongest spear in the right. game. The first one. Yet you never see them. Because what are they good at? This is another record. They're good at everything and nothing. They're just boring to play. Money, baby, money. Appearance. Uh. Isn't that weird that we're having multiple debuts to see both Starlight and Keeper? And Fractured first appearance. Yes. This is crazy. crazy. So many first appearances. So many things are happening. I'm actually loving this. You do? Seeing so many new faces. Okay. Aren't you? Yeah. This is great. Especially as a Fractured. Like, I've been really loving Fractured lately. To see them regarded well in the community has been really cool. Oh, and River's here. (laughs) (laughs) River's made every top five or honorable mention. Yep. Yep. So, Fractured, very glad to see it. We waxed eloquent last episode. Very strong. Keeper being able to prevent that coastal explore is great but the fact that they can just have so much energy grab some majors and towering wrath go ham talk about growing fast (laughs) i think their high offense is what put them here as a bronze medalist yet i totally agree i think they deserve that medal yeah seriously and volcano good oh seriously 10 presence explosions 
boom. Wipes out everything. You can shred so many bad guys. Yeah. How did we win in the late game with Laura as Thunderspeaker? Offense, and you? Shredding bad guys. <laughs> Foundation yeah. sinking to mud, shredding buildings. You need high offense. River can do that too. Massive flooding. With massive flooding. Oh. You can shred towns. And, and they're where, spitting towns. Where's River stronger? Their bonus damage comes in on the, the coast. coast. <laughs> Stay with me now. And they can move towns yep. in the slow phase. So, mm-hmm. hey, they have towns that showed up. Move. Get out of here. And move with, along, please. With flash floods, you can kill a town right. in the fast phase on yep. the coast. Yeah, very strong. Yep. So that is your bronze medalists. Thankfully, the silver medalists, there's only two. At 41%, a very deserving downpour drenches the world and Thunderspeaker dwell as silver medalists. So our team was comprised of a bronze medalist and two silver medalists. High fives all around. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we picked our team before the votes came Mm -hmm. in, but I'm very happy to see that you all thought the same thing. I'm actually not going to speak too much about why they are good because that's what episode 42 basically was all about. But if you haven't listened to that one, Thunderspeaker, stupid high damage output, it what, was what? great. With yep. the cards she found, she was able to do it all the time. We gave her Dahan, we made more Dahan, it was a great thing. Downpour, access to great defense that was consistent and building destruction that killed so many bad guys. Yep. Also, having isolation in spades was great. Yep. There you go. At a glance... That's basically what happened. And now, for our gold medalist at 46%, John? Finder of Paths Unseen! The first, first place! The first gold medal. Episodes past, Ryan talked about his first time playing Finder and moving both those cities, turn one, off the coast. Get out! (laughs) There's always those, like, counterpoint. We've had Stone versus Habsburg, Lure, Russia... And right. Wildfire Green yep. versus Brentford Prussia. Yep. Finder versus Scotland. No more lost yep. condition. It was hilarious because even my first game with Finder against a level four Scotland, they were all confided into one spot. Mm-hmm. My most middle land. Sure, they would have a thing here and a thing there that would put a bad guy over here, yeah. a bad guy over there. But just, nope, get back in there. Nope, get back in Your there. Your coasts nope, were always clear. Nope, get back in there. And so my board was completely clear. Except for the one land that had like 200 people. <laughs> well, that's fine because... That's what Finder does. We had Stone and Mist come in there, and between the two of them, we're able to do one damage to each invader three times. All dead. Bye so, bye. it was great. Finder can just clump up bad guys to a significant degree. And there's oh, no loss condition where right. you can only have so many towns out there, or like England, you can only have so many buildings yep. on one land. Like, there's nothing bad right. for Finder Mm-mm. against Scotland. And you can isolate. Mm. Downpour got high marks. Finder got high marks. Even Keeper with the prevention of Wildstone and got higher marks. I know right. the offense is what's right. carrying it. Right, but Finder and Downpour can isolate unlike anyone else And they're can. the only two spirits in the game, yeah. That can do it naturally yeah. right from the get-go. Yep. For now. I mean, it's pretty simple, but it's very powerful. That is your top five and your honorable mention. I think the most surprising bottom and top five I've ever seen so far in this series. At 19% of the votes, we had green. At 22% in fifth place, we had base lightning and sharp fangs. In fourth place, with 32%, we had starlight and foreboding shadows. Maybe the most surprising right there. With five bronze medalists at 35%. (laughs) This part? Volcano, river, ocean, still here? Keeper and fractured. (laughs) In second place with the silver medal at 41%. 
Downpour and Thunderspeaker. And Finder, for the first time, at 46%, taking the gold. Wow. I love it. What an interesting bottom top five. I love it. So that is the numbers. But let's go ahead and talk about what you all had to say. Aaron comes into town and says, Downpour can definitely shut down Scotland. I think in general, it depends on the level, which I guess is true in general. But Scotland 5 Plus somewhat negates Stone's ability to let the invaders build up and then knock them down on the Ravage. So that's why Stone ain't so great. Okay. Since the ocean will still take Blight from the card. That's a good point. So not so great there. I'll also add that fast spirits can also shut things down before they get pretty bad. Since, for the most part, the higher levels of Scotland don't matter until the ravages. Mm. As an extreme example, I got really lucky in a solo game of Trickster versus Scotland 6. <laughs> where I won by the fast phase of turn 3 because of Let's See What Happens. The event and the fact that the first invader card matched the land 2, which let me shuttle Dahan in to use in Personate authority and incite the mob to wipe it out entirely. Wait, turn three victory. That is crazy. That is impressive. Nice job. Very I, lucky. I and that's say, Trickster, I guess. But that must have felt so fun. Like fulfilling, satisfying. Like, no way. Wait, what? No way. It would be like a double take. Like, did I just win? Yeah. In general, I really like the first invader card matching land number two if I'm using a spirit who can take out cities early. Mm-hmm. Even you, Laura, you took out your two cities pretty early. I don't know if it was turn two or three. Or it maybe, was up there. It was really early. You're just like, manifestation, power, and glory. Both cities gone by. Kaboom. Mm-hmm. Now what? So, Many Windmills. Hey, Many Windmills is back. Hey! I know them. Says, so, I'm sure this is already clear, but you have to focus on the coast when versing the Scots. I don't know how they call them. The Scots. Wait, do they attack the coast? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding, Many. <laughs> Time to bring Promo Pack 2 team and isolate every coastal land yes. and ship That's a good point. True. I forgot about that. That's a good theme. <laughs> that is Promo Pack 2. Downport huh. and Finder. Uh, and they the... came with Scotland. That's so true. Whoa. Our gold and silver medalists. It's, it's almost, almost like, like said... Keeper and Fangs being good at against France. Huh. Anyway. <laughs> I recently had a level six victory with this pairing and quite an easy win at that. Congrats, oh. Mini Windmills. Level six is no joke. Sounds like Mini Windmills has an easier time than we did. Whatever. Don't they f- had Finder. Don't flex them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm saying, For spirits that struggle, I'd say weirdly ocean here. Uh-huh. Or at least in my place with them. That blight into the ocean land was not pleasant and kept killing my presence. Ooh. But I'll also admit to potentially playing the spirit poorly. I'm going to yeah. have to try that matchup again soon. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like ocean is just swingy. Yes. Good term for it. It's good to be aware of both of those existing truths. And ocean is a tricky spirit to play. I would just say that. So if you're like, oh, I should have been in the coastline so I didn't get hit by the blight. Like you have to do that dance. Mm -hmm. As a regular ocean player, I'd say they're tricky. An angry beaver says, I actually disagree with ocean being the best counter for Scotland. Ooh. Maybe when it's level four or lower, and level four, they're talking about Scotland level four or lower. Okay. But once you reach level five, that extra blight that goes into the ocean is very punishing. Yes. You can no longer sacrifice a coastal land without losing presence. If you're unlucky enough to blight a coastal land with your presence, well, you've now probably just lost two presence. That's a good point. And we were saying the escalation in level six really hurts you because of the inland thing, but it's level five that guts you like the fish you harbor. And windmills <laughs> and windmills agreed. I don't think they voted for ocean as the top. I will say mm-hmm. they weren't in the bronze voting. <laughs> These two commentators sound like they voted for the bottom part of ocean. Yeah. 
Nico114 comes in and hey. says, I just played a game against Scotland level six. Mm-hmm. I played Volcano and my friend played Many Minds. Oh, they Ooh, Many the- Minds. We lost pretty badly. <laughs> <laughs> I was so excited. I never read ahead. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun to be surprised by the comments. That's why we do a cold read of them. It was a cold read, and it was on the next line, so I had to like shift my gaze over to the next line. That was funny. We lost pretty badly. <laughs> we spent most of the game delaying our loss. That's a many minds thing, right? Yeah. Delaying, defending, adding fear. Our first four invader cards were Mountain, Wetland, Mountain, Wetland. Oh. But they keep punching the same. That's got to hurt. So those hit really hard, especially in the mountain that I was in. Mm. Many minds was able to hold it off for a while, until hmm. I was able to do a huge eruption, but ultimately I couldn't make it in time. Oh. I didn't think about that with volcano. Yeah, if you're not able to, well, get yeah, they're on a time cycle. They yeah. have a clock that they got to run. I was able to get to the six present eruption, but unfortunately, all the damage that needed to be done was range two away. Oh, no, no. no. And that's the hard thing. You have to be like, I'm going to do it here, come what may. You're building your mountain there. You can't be flexible. Unless Finder moves all of you. That's great, actually. That's true. They Um, have to be there. They have to be playing them. Mm -hmm. I do think this game would have gone better if Volcano was in a different mountain. That's just Mm -hmm. a little swingy thing. As I was on the coastal mountain. Also, I don't know if you guys remember from the France post, but I talked about playing my first game as Rampant Green. Yes. Oh, I remember this one. And it didn't go very well. We felt bad right. about that, but we told you to keep at it. Mm-hmm. Well, I played green again along with Miss and Lightning and loved it so much more. Mm-hmm. I was Ooh. able to help out the others get presents and I got fully upgraded and got to the point of five card plays. Yeah, that second growth option. I had lots of fun with Rampant Green. I'm glad you yes, did, same. Niku. Yeah. Also, yeah. another really good thing, Lightning and Mist make a great combo because that's team damage to each invader. Ooh. Yes, I know that Raging Storm usually ain't so great, but when you have a friend that can hold on to that damage, yeah, it's it worth becomes it. amazing. It's worth it to save yeah. up for it, definitely. Yep. Pandemonium Heart comes in once again with a tale. Welcome back, Pandemonium. Across the ocean's waters, a Dahan scout watched with dread as more ships approached. The Dahan were barely keeping the invaders at bay. The coastal cities too mighty. If the interlopers got even more help along the coast, surely it would mean defeat. A ripple through the air. The world became hazy. The dark clouds split and light showed through the cracks as if the sky had been fractured. The Whoa. scout blinked and the ships were gone. What? The scout did not know what to think. He had been so sure of what he had seen, but he trusted that the spirits must be looking after them. Whoa. I'm giving Fractured Days a special shout out once again for one card. The past returns again. Yes, Pandemonium. I use that so many times. Scotland's deck is unique in that you know exactly when the coastal card is coming. And that card often represents the hardest turns in the game. I missed that turn. (laughs) (laughs) But you benefited it us so many times with us. The past returns again is an effect Fractured will often not trigger due to the cost. But it truly shines here, allowing you to discard the dreaded coastal card for a much easier stage one card. This can have a huge effect on the game, and this play alone can make Fractured very potent against his adversary. For the listener at home, they're like, it's a zero-costing card. What do you mean cost? Yeah. It costs you time, and it costs yeah. you energy per player. Mm-hmm. So I had to save up for it, yeah. and that's why I was not able to use it on that coastal turn. Mm-hmm. 
because mm-hmm. I misplanned. But yeah. when you can save up and affect the deck, it is yeah. huge. As an aside, Scotland is my favorite adversary from a design perspective. Oh, Laura was saying that. I love how its escalation and loss condition encourage you to consider the entire board and cooperate more. Hey, I said that. <laughs> I love reading these as cold reads. <laughs> I appreciate the challenge it brings without modifying invader health or damage. I said that. Hey, It's a well-rounded adversary and a lot of fun. Maybe that's what you were feeling, Laura, just like it being so well-rounded. Yeah, that's what Laura said. (laughs) Very well said comment. And we obviously agreed wholeheartedly with everything that was said. I love the stories you write, Pandemonium. I have so much fun reading them. Thank you for allowing me to have fun reading these stories as a voice actor and a narrator. I love these opportunities. Thank you, seriously. They're amazing. I know what you're doing, Pandemonium, by not commenting on Reddit because you don't want me to read them because I'm bad at reading. (laughs) Hey, we only very, very recently divulged that I take the BGG comments and you take the Reddit. I'm just kidding. I know it's a joke. Anyway, it's time for Lo to read. I'm done. It's still true. All right. I am the Darkman. I am the Darkman. I remember oh, them. Should we read it all in that Darkman voice? It just makes me feel like Batman. Man, Darkman. I would be better to do that one. I am the Darkman. That is perfect for you. <laughs> there we go. During one of the recent community challenges, I played Volcano against the Scots and found out something interesting. You can talk lower than me. I could destroy their one inland land starting town and one of the explorers on turn one, <gasps> which resulted really in the coastal lands being the only sources of explorers. Whoa. That's well actually really good. Well done as Volcano. Yeah. It's one of the few adversaries you can cripple at the very start of the game. Oh, you're sticking with this. Okay. No. Okay. I take it. <laughs> it's the Nicolas Cage Spider-Man. Oh, okay. Hey, I stuck with the I stupid Kermit the Frog in oh, Russia. Remember that? That was a long, that was good Kermit, though. Many others have multiple inland towns that set up. I can imagine lightning being a similarly powered up option, as it can take down a town during the fast mm-hmm. phase of turn one. Yeah, and it voters can. felt that too. Top Seriously. five. The first game against the Scots, I got Tsunami with Starlight on turn two. Oh. I had Tsunami. It was incredible. Oh. Taking out the two coastal cities. Oh, yes. And the rest of the coast, really, as I hit threshold. <laughs> Woo! Which led to a much easier time denying builds on the Seriously. Coast. A clear coast turn two because of Tsunami that early? That's a good point. That Woo! is What a nice. huge pull as a Starlight. That is nice. That's one of those games you're like, Starlight's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine Vital Strength with Might can destroy these cities turn one. Oh! Depending on Dahan placement on the board. <laughs> a Might aspect shout out. I love yes! it. Yes! That's well, true. The damage goes up with seriously, Might. Seriously, it oh, does. Good point. You get bonus damage and you still retain Dahan manipulation. Ooh. I need to play Might more. Shifting Memory might also be able to get a crazy turn to major power to work the same memory. Yeah, it's kind of like Starlight, whatever you pull. Seriously. I feel like I need to play memory. Every time I'm like, I should play memory, and then it's time to play, I'm like, I don't want to. Yeah, you should play memory more. I feel like you would I find them great for casual games. I say (laughs) that all the the time. And whenever I play John (laughs) Mix, just play level 10 stuff. You need to play with me more. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's for the podcast. (laughs) What these experiences seem to point to is that if you are able to start strong against this adversary, you'll have a much easier time containing them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Granted, these games were played versus level 3 Scotland, Oh. But from what I can tell, only level six changes how fast they spread Very across true. the board. I agree. If you yeah. are able to start fast, like a downpour and yeah. just foundation sink into mud, manifestation yeah. power glory, finder moving cities. If you can right. do something turn one or two, that's good. We that's just good. get out there, get going. Yep. Yeah, and the difference of level three to level six is a difficulty difference of six to ten. You yeah, know. you're already halfway with level that's, three. Yeah. More than halfway. 
So I'm thinking about how you were reading the last comment in a lower voice because the fact that their name was I am the Dark Man. I am the Dark Man. I'm wondering just how silly we could potentially get if we read like so many of these comments in line with what kind of name theme the name gives us. Because Not That Smart comes back in. <laughs> We remember not that smart. Oh, no. <laughs> when I use a accent, do I go really kind of goofy? Got a goofy voice? No, I But it's just a funny thought that I had. Listen My character the- would be like, I'm a Munchkin history dramatic. I'll be like one of those 1940s kids. That's just kind of like, by golly, I'll swell, plop. So, listeners, we're recording late into the night with this one, so we're getting a little bit slap happy. That's right. I think I'm just going to read it normally. Okay. Not That Smart comes in and says, I had an interesting game against Scotland 6 the other day with one of my most unfortunate losses. I was using Vital Strength of the Earth and Finder. Nice, Vital Strength shoutouts. Vital Strength drew Gift of Power early, Mm. so I went with card plays with them, which honestly I think was a mistake. (laughs) (laughs) Things were getting out of hand. Well, you're not that smart. Oh, I'm just kidding. I'm just playing off the name. It's a joke. Hey, we made that joke before, okay? It's nothing personal. It's just the name, I swear. (laughs) But I drew cast down into the briny deep with finder. I had the cards and elements to hit the threshold. So I just needed to survive a bit longer. Sorry, that's like the card pull you need for finder. Because you're always like, I'm grouping people up and I hope I can destroy it all. (laughs) Destroy all invaders, destroy the board. I think they're probably like angels had it in their... Stop cheating with cards (laughs) in your sleeve. (laughs) Remember when John said slap Abby? I'm just going to restart the sentence on with that. Okay. I had the cards and elements to hit the threshold, so I just needed to survive a bit longer to get the energy. It is an expensive card. Most expensive card in the game. Most, yeah, most expensive. I survived long enough to play it with the threshold when the event outpaced came up. No! I hate that event! No! Take it out of the game! No! Wait, which oh, event? I am Outpaced. so sorry. I am so sorry. Really quick. Ooh, I'm, I'm a I'm go. Standing. I'm hyped. Can Ooh. we ask Eric for permission to rip that one out? Uh, some took people. It, he took it out of the digital game. What? Seriously. Well, then, guys, if he took it out of the digital game, we rip it up. Rip we it burn up. it. Rip it up. Where's the candle? Laura. Really quick. Let me tell you why Outpaced is bad. I'm not going to go into everything it does, but the problem that Outpaced really does is that you sometimes might have to discard a power card that you had in play. Mm. It sucks. Especially when you plan out your turn. It sucks. Each spirit chooses independently for each of their slow power cards that they played to discard it. Or you have other bad things that happen. Guess what cast down is? A slow power. But that card is a slow power. And depending on the choices, you may suffer elsewhere if you can pay the cost. But Outpaced is famous. Famous for making a player lose a slow power. So I survived long enough to play it with the threshold, but then outpaced came up. What a punch to the gut. I couldn't afford to keep my slow powers in place, so I ended up losing that card because I needed one of the boars to be sunk that turn. I would have been pretty upset at this terrible luck had I not also failed to realize that cast down requires a sacred site and finder didn't have any, making it impossible to play anyways. <laughs> the eh, mm. emoji. But still. Wow. Uh, what is going on? What a rough event. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Hey, Tim had that realization too. He's like, ha! 
Oh, oh. No. <laughs> wrong always, spot. Always look at targeting restrictions. Check yeah, targeting legalities. Always do it. Yeah, but I feel your pain. That just, oh, I'm sorry. That stinks. Navy SEAL Clubber comes in to say. <laughs> How are you going to read that one? <laughs> oh, I was thinking of SEAL. Well, uh, Navy so SEAL. We can just like whack you upside the head. Well, Navy SEAL's like a military person. Just it would go. make the same noise. Just go, please. As others uh. have noted, Skyland doesn't have a whole lot of extra during setup action. So mm-hmm. the starting board actually doesn't look as terrifying as some other adversaries, mm-hmm. like Sweden, in terms of the number of problem lands you start mm-hmm. the game with. Rather, you start the game with big problems in just a couple of lands. Mm-hmm. For my game, I continue to use some Jagged Earth Spirits that I'm still learning and went for the fun factor with Volcano and Mist, and I actually secured a victory against level six. Mist is so versatile. Yeah. Not only being able to milk fear, which is very important mm-hmm. for an adversary that has 16 fear cards and can stall against some small fires, yep. it's also able to tackle the most overgrown lands in a span of few Seriously, turns. the more bad guys you have, the more damage one, one to damage, each invader one is. Damage to each invader. When you do one damage to each invader in a land with two peeps, that did two damage. If you did that in a land with 17 peeps, that was 17 damage. Mist was able to take out three cities and four towns in one land. I believe it. It's ridiculous I believe it. oh, how seriously. strong this spirit is. Meanwhile, is. Volcano was able to build up its stature. Did you hear that? <laughs> All of you out there? <laughs> Who voted Sorry. in the bottom five <clears throat> and then destroyed the major coastal problems, speaking of Volcano. In the end, Skyland's level six effect wasn't enough to create major problems in the inland lands. Mm-hmm. While the coasts are probably where the game is won or lost against his adversary. Anyway, those are some thoughts. I don't know as near as much of you guys playing about this game, but I love listening and learning from you all. Aww. Thanks for the podcast. Aww, that is so sweet. That is Thank so sweet. Thank you so much. Thank so you. Honestly, from what you said, it sounds like you do know a lot about this game. Yeah. You are learning about these spirits and seeing the power of myths, so I think you know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Colonel Grimm comes in to say that isolation can be amazing against Scotland. Also, wilds can get a lot of value since they can stop a coastal town that would then build into a coastal city. It's always good yep. to stop explorers, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Isolation is just absolutely great. Well, the game, yeah. Especially for that level three. Ascending pig. <laughs> now you gotta talk like a pig. Oink, oink. Is it, is it that the... Ascending pig. When pigs fly. <laughs> I'm just going to stand up, put my arms outstretched like I'm ascending. Since she's wrapped in wings of sunlight. Hey. Hey. I'm just going to sing it like an opera person. All right. That was Star Trek. Yeah. That was Beam Star me Trek. up, Scotty. Beam me up. I got it. I got the reference. Thank you. Okay. People are going to say the coastal blight shuts down my wet, hungry baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel so... I, oh, here's that tension we were talking about. But, right. You just got to set the right tempo and get a little support mm-hmm. when you have to change... Oh, my. The wet, hungry baby. Change the diaper? I think that's what they're going for. Enter fart noise here. It's late. Come on. <laughs> Keep let's, going. Keep come going. on, guys. Let's bring it home. Come in. on. The tide should never be in while a coast ravages. I've played Ocean against Scotland three times and never lost a presence because I don't sit around with the tide in Ooh. when I could be sitting all over the coast swallowing the accursed Scotsman. Very smart. Mm. Yeah, you just got to play around that level five blighting. Yeah. yeah. Spoken like a true Saxon. Very well mm-hmm. done. T-Ips comes in once again to give us all of their stats. And I love it. Yes. T-Ips, thank you for your stats. I just love their name. T-Ips. T-Ips. I'm seeing a lot of, like, southern draw kind of verbiage here. I'm not sure if I should go with it or not. I say go for it. Scotland is a mighty fine adversary, and it's the first one I've beaten at level six with all of my 22 spirits. One day, promo pack one. One day. (laughs) Aww. I almost 
almost want to just like get my hands on one and send it to them. Yeah. Good luck. No one can. I'm photocopying ours. That's illegal. Once you learn all of its many special rules, you get to enjoy the fact that they are, in general, don't penalize a particular spirit choice or play style too much. Laura, that's what you say, kind of. Hmm. There's no bonus damage or health, no invulnerable explorers, no massively reduced invader deck, and no strict limitation on buildings. <clears throat> okay, I'm tired of that. Okay. <laughs> it was very well done. I agree with that, T-Ips. Find characters you are good at playing and play them well. That's the Scotland method. However, okay. there are still a few things to look out for. Firstly, and most importantly, the structure of their invader deck. Because they do 11223 coastal lands, there is a lot of opportunity to get repeating lands quickly. Yes. Especially if the land is on the coast. Hey, wasn't that one yeah. comment like mountain, wetland, mountain, wetland? That's where they got. Yeah. yeah, seriously. Especially if the land is on the coast. Land number two is of particular concern, and the game gets much harder if you are playing a spirit who is unable to handle repeated assaults of at least two cities or more here. There's a 50% chance of drawing land number two among the first two stage one cards. Ooh, we're getting into statistics. Another 50% among the two stage two cards, and then another 50% chance with that one level three card. And then it's a 100% chance when that coastal land card comes in. Mm. Combined with the extra blight in the ocean, you either need to have something in your starting kit to deal with this land, or go look for something that can deal with it fast. This is particularly important in a solo game, where you will straight up lose if you get a few repeats on land number two if you are unable to handle it. Another area where repeating lands is important to watch out for is in the inland lands. Even if you clear land before or during the ravage, they will most often add a town afterwards, which means they'll build a city and you have another five damage ravage Ugh. next turn. So not only can your friendly neighborhood isolationists help you with coastal land prevention, they can also help you with this. However, sometimes it's hard to be in every land for a kick-a teleporting hummingbird. Hey, finder! <laughs> Lastly, fear generation is quite important. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be a fear spirit, but I only ever beat Scotland twice on Terror Level 2 out of my 29 games against them as a single adversary. And one of them was a turn 3 Shifting Memory plus Briny Deep Sacrificial Cheese. Wow. <laughs> well, I mean, Briny Deep will do that. Right. With all the extra towns that they add, it is very hard to clear the board from them. So you most often have to earn at least 12 fear cards. This also means that a game against Scotland will usually go long. And that's what we said. Ours was a it slog. Was it was us, a marathon. Yeah. Yep. Anyways, here are my spirit rankings based on their average scores along with some comments if there's something noteworthy. Generally, I'll split them into two tiers against Scotland. There's the pure dead brilliant tier, who all got to go about their game plan as they pleased, and who all remain undefeated. Nice. And then there's the failing means you're playing tier, <laughs> who either needed a little help or a second attempt to win, at least in my case. Let's hear that pure dead brilliant tier. Pure dead brilliant. At a score of 73 wow. sharp fangs. What? Their highest score? So, after listening to your episode about France, I couldn't wait to try out Ryan's aggressive fangs. <gasps> hey! Quote-unquote, hey. aggressive build! But I was a little concerned with the number of towns and cities that Scotland built in land number two. But... 
Holy smokes! I just did ranging hunt twice on land number two and suddenly they had no cities to help their coastal builds with. Wait, but Trump Frings is bad against buildings. Then I picked up pent up calamity <laughs> and Fangs just blew out the competition. Hashtag thank you kindred spirits. Yay! That's us. This honestly leaves me with the biggest smile on my you face. Are you are beaming right now. You have no idea. Sharp Fangs love. Thank you so much. This. I wasn't lying. Seriously, get aggressive fangs out there. Get those beasts it's true. out there. Get them out there. Aggressive fangs for the win. Fangs is worth fighting for. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. At a score of 70, we actually have a few people. First off, green. A little nope over here and a nope over there. Yep. Coastal wetlands and jungles were very helpful here. Hey, that kind of was like a poem. Little nope over here, little nope over there. Coastal wetlands and jungles are very helpful here. I, like know, it. I feel yeah. as if that's something you'd see in a kid's book. <laughs> Definitely. Also, at a score of 70, foreboding shadows. Woo! Another hero from that episode, and yet another thank you to the podcast team, and this time to John in particular. <gasps> Strongest controller in the game. <laughs> and then also, Pandemonium Lightning hey. got 70. Nice. Hey, they can rake in the fear. Oh, yeah. And they can spam a lot of strife That's in a true. land, too. And they are clumped up, Scotland, I mean. Yeah. So, and I moving see those it. to Han to counterattack. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. They were my top fear spirit in the Austers. Mm hmm. Fractured Days also got 70. Now, I have to clarify, as an edit, my score was in a game that, because of smart people have let me know with the proper reading of rules, would have been a different score with how I played it. But still, let's just say that the pass returns again is still great. Great card. With Many Minds, I got 69 and a half. Wow, nice job, Many Minds. At 67 and a half, Starlight, <laughs> one day I will convince you guys that many minds <laughs> Starlight are truly top tier spirits. I mean, okay. <laughs> TFs, TFs, let's talk. Let's talk. Let's, let's talk. <laughs> let's talk this out. So, Starlight, sure. I mean, I have no ground to stand on for Starlight. I don't know what you're going to pull. Maybe top tier spirit. Oh, but that's many hilarious. Minds? Many minds? That's hilarious. Wait, you don't like many minds? I don't know. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is all comedy. I love it. Your opinions are totally yours. Many Minds is phenomenal. Very good fear. Phenomenal. It's how I view the S tier. I will get into that with our tier list, but one thing that is so important to know when it comes to tier list is how people define each tier. Yes. I want you to know that my A tier and my S tier are so freakishly similar that the base essence of the a and S tier for me, as I will go on to in the future describe, is that these are spirits that are freaking good. Yeah. And don't worry, Many Minds is freaking good. So don't worry. You don't have to convince me that Minds is amazing. Defense are good at fear and defense. That, that, that doesn't mean they're in my S tier, <laughs> but I love this like rivalry now. I know. <laughs> and yes, Starlight can be anything. Sure. Yeah, Asterisk. They can be the worst. They can be the best. <laughs> they can be in between. You never know what you're going to get with Starlight. I'm, I'm just laughing because I still don't know what's <laughs> At 67, bringer of dreams and nightmares, a double-edged sword because you can't move cities, but also the land number two, double city fear farm is a place of dreams and nightmares for this character. That's true. If you pull a big damaging major and can hit those two cities and get 10 yeah. fear. Nice. Seriously. That's awesome. It's possible. I'm surprised at this next one. Also 67, keeper. Yeah. Hey. But not as high as others. Right. But bringer and keeper. Wow. Yeah. That's the rest of the community had something to say about that 
Bringer got silver for the worst. Keeper got <laughs> bronze for the best. Best, yeah. Anyway, moving on. Thunderspeaker got to 66. What? Yeah. I knew Tips was a bad player. Oh, <laughs> Come on, 66 is great. It's still lived up. 66, that's only seven away from the highest score. And you know how often do we tally our final score? We didn't do it for Scotland. In our book, a win's a win. So you won with Finder. Yeah, and 66 is great. It's great. It's a good score. (laughs) I'll have you know, that was John's claim, not mine. (laughs) At a score of 64, came in Finder. I'm so sorry this wasn't number one. (laughs) Please don't get the lynch mob. This is my very first game as Finder. We don't like what we don't (laughs) understand. In fact, it scares us. And this monster is mysterious. Yes, at least. <laughs> the heck? Beauty the Beast. Oh. Also, we need John to make an analysis episode on this bad boy. Or bad bird? We Don't do. worry. Bad That's burp. coming. We will do analysis soon enough. Volcano came in at 64 also. At 63, Trickster. Yeah. At 62, Ocean. They had to help Lure take out some aggression on the skies. <laughs> at 61.3 was Downpour. The rather low score is just because Downpour was my practice spirit against Scotland 4 and 5. Against level 6, they actually got 73 as well. Oh, nice. Right on. Now let's look at the failing means you're playing tier. (laughs) Stone got 59. So Stone technically didn't lose either, but they did struggle a lot against that extra blight in the ocean that they had to take from the card every dang time. Yeah. Grumpy Stone noises. (laughs) At 51 and a half, score came in base earth. Honestly, that's Pretty better good. than right. I thought. Yeah. <laughs> nice shot. What happens if you only draw stalling cards for the number one staller? You guessed it. Empty invader deck. Oh. Then you <laughs> go get green and repeat gift of proliferation and you crush the bastards. Okay. Yeah. Gift is a very good card. Yeah. Memory coming in at 49. Being unable to affect the board state the first game was a little rough. But then you draw Briny Deep game two and take out your frustrations on the entire board. Explosion emoji. Okay, TFs, how can you say Starlight is an S tier and Memory is getting 49? I don't know. Like, they are very similar in spirits because it's a totally random card pools. Uh, you know, I think I actually can see that argument. Okay, I Starlight guess, has more in its kit. Yeah, I think Starlight has a memory. lot more capabilities that are tangible early game. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't think memory... And a plethora of innate ...is as flexible that early. That's a good point. But they are still very flexible. They're still very flexible, but who takes the cake? Maybe I think that just has to go to player preference, maybe? Yeah, okay. Because, I mean, like I said, you can make the claim that both of them can be really strong early game with a lucky card carpool or something. TFs, I'm back on your side. (laughs) (laughs) We never were against them. And I'm back. I don't want to pursue or encourage this narrative that we were against them. Oh, no, it's just fun. (laughs) Base River came in at 43 and a half. A bit many cities for River to handle, and land number two came up twice before I could get massive flooding going. That stinks. That stinks. At 43, came in Mist. (gasps) My poor baby. Though this is probably the only adversary where I think Mist might actually have a small disadvantage. Scotland hits hard on the coast, and these lands have fewer adjacencies, in particular in solo play. Also, you generally can't prevent the build slash ravage cycle on the coast just by killing or pushing one explorer. 
Yeah, you're going to need to go and get a little more firepower with that because Lost in the Swirling Haze is great, but guess what that moves? Dahan and multiple explorers even but at best. But they're adding towns. But they're adding towns. Not explorers. Right. You're not going to hear any disagreement from me. I love Mist significantly. Right. But it's a tough matchup. So yeah. it's a tough matchup. Hey, there's another commonality we have. <laughs> Focus on how we're alike, not unalike. <laughs> not <tears>. our differences. <laughs> At 41 came in Vengeance. Losing presence to get disease is a lot more expensive on the coast, so you can't do it as much as you think you would. Yeah. That makes sense. Another counterpick, it feels, yeah. And at the worst, with 38, was Lure. So after losing twice to multiple ravages in land number two, I hoaxed my wife to take over the control of this spirit so I could play Ocean instead and <laughs> wreak havoc on their coastal cities. Hey, they referenced it earlier. Ah, the sweet taste of revenge. Then they have the Ocean Wave and Sculling And you've talked about the pairing of Lure and Ocean. Seriously, and it's a good one. Good, yeah. It's a pretty good one. Ralemo comes in to say, My Scotland solo venture ended up getting paired with me learning to play Downpour. Whoa, way to throw yourself in the deep end. Downpour was super easy to learn from me, and I pretty much washed Scotland away most games all the way to level 6. Nice job. All right. I think the reason it went so well is because Scotland's main idea is just get more buildings out there. Mm -hmm. But one damage to each building as a starting card repeated is basically a direct counter here. Seriously. What did you talk about? Hey, what did we talk about. Yeah. yeah. My last game with Downpour, I did a repeat on the major power that combines two adjacent lands into one super land. Weave oh, yeah. together the fabric of play. Love weave! It's weave. so good. I had a single land that consisted of all three coastal lands with 14 buildings. Whoa. Oh, then I used that unique card Downpour has to do one damage to each building and repeated it twice to destroy all buildings. Mm -hmm. Such an amazing feeling with this spirit. Yeah, I saw the same joy in Ryan just being able to repeat and repeat. Seriously. It I, was a go-to nuke, man. It was. Seriously. I, I do think I should go back and play someone else like Mist and just try something completely different. Mm -hmm. yeah, that sounds like fun. Yeah. And Mist might be more of an uphill struggle but I think it's totally winnable. I'm willing to try it. Yeah, we I'm should do it. I'm willing to try it. Right, I think I'm pretty good with them. <gasps> and we took on Sweden. So I had this thought, I want to do Mist Bringer and oh. just go oh. fear oh. against Scots and their no fear. Who cares about dude, fear? Dude, we should do that. Dude, you want to try it? That'd be really fun. Fifth worst and second worst according to the votes? According to the votes, but one of the best fear pairings in the hey, game. Hey, look at it this way. If we win, that's like the hottest thing ever. If we lose, it'll probably be quick. <laughs> you know? And people are like, Oh, you lost with bad spirits. We'll be like, yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. McGallard comes back and says, Scotland is an interesting adversary in the sense that they are not too specialized. Surely they focus more on the coast, but they also add towns inland. In this way, unlike Habsburg or Russia, there aren't obvious counterpicks. What's especially annoying about them is land number two and those two cities, and the impact that they may have on the other coastal lands because of level three and the loss condition. In this way, I think whoever can handle those coastal cities or their consequences relatively quickly has a higher chance of success. This may be through damage, such as with Sharp Fangs, mm -hmm. Wildfire, Keeper, Thunderspeaker, Volcano, and Ocean, although level 5 can be hard on Ocean. Yeah. Or through other means like isolation or control, such as with Downpour or Finder. Yeah. It was with Scotland that I found one of the most powerful combos I have ever played with, which I rarely see mentioned. Wildfire and Downpour. With Downpour, you can always avoid Blight coming in. And, in addition, you can remove Blight, which allows Wildfire to be a lot more enthusiastic playing with their fire. 
Knowing that it's going to be constantly raining on Spirit Island, with this duo, I beat Scotland level 6 in the turn after coastal lands were explored, or would have been if Downpour hadn't isolated all. Wow, what a great comment. And Ryan, in your all-star team, you had a pairing of yep. Downpour and Wildfire. Yep. talked about how good they would be. Seriously. So yeah, yep. this, I agree wholeheartedly. Yep. What a good team. Yep, and you can even use Gift of Abundance to bring back a Destroyed Presence. Oh, and does that Destroyed Presence then do damage? Yep. Ironically, this game, for me, when we played Scotland and I was down poor, I used Gift of Abundance like two, three times. Yeah. By far the least I'd ever used that power. But if there was a wildfire on the team, that would have been oh, yeah. a more oh, yeah. coveted card. Oh, yeah. Bring it home, Ryan. Oh. My. Word. So Lord, Mr. Wolf. This is oh. You have outdone oh. yourself. Oh. I might Does need Mr. your Wolf help. Does Mr. talk about every single? <laughs> wow. Okay, we, I guess we could break it up. You want to split it up? Let's break Let's it up. do this like we play the game. Cooperative. <laughs> Hello again, my friends. I came by a spare few hours, so I can at least write something much too long after far too long. Since other players here in the comments raised some very nice points about Scotland, I won't do the full analysis of the adversary, but I will talk about my experiences with Scotland and about spirits that have interesting options versus this incredibly fun adversary. A lot of people have been saying that. I will focus on medium to high difficulty, and I will only talk about team games, mostly three to six player games, because of my limited experience in one-handed solo. I have also read the comments and will reiterate some of the points given by other players, mainly Aaron and an angry beaver and T-Ips. And no, as answered by others, you can't cheat out of the coastal two-land card, but Fractured Day's utility is still incredible versus Scotland. Preach! If you want, you can use anything from this scroll of text in or without context. I just want you to enjoy reading about the source of infinite fun for me since last autumn. Here we go! Woo! Scotland is by far my most played adversary, and my favorite to constantly play on level 6 or more. It's Jagged Earth's answer to England, the big bad game. It's very difficult, but it isn't as annoying. I really love how it doesn't have one insanely overpowered effect, but just mixes different mechanics from here and there and applies a coastal theme. Mm. It's also very thematic. That said, do not mistake this adversary for coastal lands only, or you will be dead sorry. While we can say it focuses on coastal lands at levels 1 and 2, the powerful escalation effect, level 3, 4, and 6 can make unprepared inlanders cry. Mm. On level 5, Scotland levels up and shuts down some of its, on the first glance, most powerful counters. Stone really has to play strategically after level 5, and Ocean's game becomes one of dancing on and off the coast versus level 5. Mm -hmm. The inland-sea combo of Finder and Ocean, which is one of the strongest combos in the game, is mercilessly crushed by Scotland on medium plus difficulty, mostly because coastal bias, but also because level 5. The most important thing with Scotland is that it's very balanced with most of the spirits nerfs and balances some of the more powerful spirits and doesn't have annoying effects like England's or Habsburg's health, Sweden's damage, or Russia's invulnerability, and doesn't take away fun like Prussia. It makes for a very fun game where you are attacked hard from the beginning and then in kind of waves. Then the difficulty steadily rises and the game just goes on for hours. Mm. Scotland is Eric's gift to players who like the RPG aspect of Spirit Island, where the game isn't just a race to the finish, but a journey with your friends. It's that kind of game where you order some pizzas and beer and then enjoy an evening together slaughtering small <laughs> humans and having 
having fun. You play Scotland if you want to play Spirit Island's version of Twilight Imperium or War of the Rings. Whoa, woof, those are long games. You play Scotland for a long game with steady invader growth, where you make yourself a story that you can immerse in and enjoy yourselves. Because of all of these facts, I'm sad that this adversary, along with Finder Dunpour, is in Promotional Pack 2, since these are all essential to the game, with Finder and Scotland opening the game to its full potential. While Rain Man is just a reliable defender with the most fun gift in the game, <laughs> the promo pack 2 also features my two favorite scenarios and some of the best aspects. I it agree, for boatings in promo pack 2. It really should be more available. That all said, Scotland has some tricks up its sleeve, which make the game special from turn 1 to 16. Yes, 16. Mm -hmm. The most obvious thing is the coast, specifically a double city on land 2, this we know. This is usually the land you don't get rid of much until later, so it will be a constant threat and provider of countless messes on your coast. While this directly nerfs, in my humble opinion, overhyped lure. Ooh! Ooh. Overhyped. That's a take. That is a take. It's serves a great buff for Bringer. I disagree with voters who say Bringer is bad versus Scotland, because nobody said you must win with Fear Victory. True. There may be some truth on Solo, but Land 2 serves as Bringer's dumping ground for early major cars with damage, mm -hmm. where they can rack up some impressive nightmares, and with them come fear. Mm -hmm. You can push everything else, but Land 2 is your arsenal. More Fear cards doesn't mean Bringer is worse, it just means they can shoot out more Fear cards and even do three or four cards cards at once, which, if you manage to level up before they activate, swing the game incredibly. That's mm -hmm. true. If you can get three or four cards, Seriously. and then they turn into terror level two cards, right. that's yeah. huge. Then just go your own way. Major powers you can change in your own twisted, nightmarish ways. Mm -hmm. Bringer rocks with all their prevention powers since they scale with their elemental thresholds. Mm. Then you can go for the Han base game, or just go for fear, which I'm usually least excited about, and thinks it's Nightmare's weakest option. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Talking about lure, Scotland is honestly quite hard, or maybe different for them. But in my opinion, that's all as well as it should be, because in team games, lure should focus on inland lands, mm -hmm. while some other spirits should help them on the coast. That's why team games are for team play. Mm -hmm. Lure can also lure stuff inland, so they aren't helpless, and Scotland doesn't spare with inland threats. True. Mm -hmm. Playing lure versus Scotland is actually quite fun and thematic, especially in bigger games of four plus players. You won't lack things to disappear there. <laughs> no, I you will not. No idea who voted for mine, since in my <laughs> opinion, it's one of the top defenders versus Scotland, and any other adversary for that matter. But there may be other reasons I may not see. Mines is hard to play, though. Yeah, I think that's where people struggle, and I've said they're high complexity. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot of pieces to move around. They're definitely a manual transmission spirit. Mines is just like, whoa, I played it the other day, and you I did. was like, I don't Ooh. remember where I'm going and what I'm doing in which location where. Mm -hmm. Lock to keep track of. Yeah. So, I see it. For Ocean, they aren't bad versus Scotland. I would say though that an inexperienced ocean player that's me that's <laughs> will have quite a few problems. Here you can't just eat everything that comes your way but must adapt your tides to the ways of invaders and dance around their blight of the land. Seriously. Playing versus Scotland, a good ocean player can find a very fun and rewarding dance on multiple boards mm. and if you can't generate ludicrous amounts of energy, remember you can always use your own drowning unique and innate to kill regardless mm -hmm. while you can focus on healing the land and buffing moving your friends with title boon support build with ocean can actually be quite insane mm. i'd like to see it yeah and title boon's a great card we can mm -hmm. push towns and get energy for it mm -hmm. it's a good card 
As also stated in the comments, Mist has powers that aren't that good on the coast, because of limited room around them. But Mist will of course struggle early, like Serpent. And if one manages to sufficiently spread their Mist, torture enough invaders, and arm it with many miners with the red elements, I assure you the problems tend to just suffocate and die violently in this long game. Again, I'm not playing solo. That, I imagine, might be a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Now that we're done with the spirits that are bad against Scotland, which actually aren't that many, except maybe a novice lure or ocean player, let's go to the best spirits versus Scotland. For that, too, I'd say that there aren't many, keep in mind that this is team-focused, one powerful strategy versus Scotland is smart isolation and prevention. Scotland thrives on growing and growing and growing mm -hmm. even more, and mm -hmm. if you can prevent some of that, you can do much good. So, naturally, finder, downpour, green, shine here. But in bigger games, you will soon find that this is not a one-way highway to victory. It's useful to know, and it can help to some extent, but don't take it as wildfire versus Habsburg or lure versus Russia kind of easy. Scotland fights, and the dang things are hard to get rid of. They may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom! Now, with that, let's start with the hero of the people! Foreboding Shadows! Woo! They're actually great for Scots, but don't forget their other range-increasing cousins, Wind, Lightning, and Volcano. Mm. These are all top-notch choices and combine well with different spirits. Foreboding thrives on prevention, so that's why he may just be a bit stronger than others, but mm. Wind, Lightning can speed up slumbering giants, mm -hmm. while Volcano forges loads of free energy and is by itself incredibly destructive. Then there are the spirits who can go and adapt to its diverse effects. Mm -hmm. mm. Let's start with my first two darlings. First, Daze, who has a plethora of game-breaking and board-changing effects. Mm -hmm. You can go and change invader cards, which is especially strong, versus powerful escalation effects. Mm -hmm. You can cheat cards and make them fast, yep. play more, and or reclaim more. We saw those a lot. Yep. Mm -hmm. You can stop one overpopulated board and roll the problems over to the hungry wildfire vengeance. If team needs, you can pick up almost any utility power. You can cheat out Ravages for stone you can heal, mate, Dahan. <laughs> I love that. Or you can just go and play any build or just go for major days. Scotland is your oyster. Completely agree. Mm -hmm. Then Starlight, the other star of the show. <laughs> hey. Hey. What do I say? Everyone, what will you do? Oh, you bright and beautiful Starlight player. Starlight player. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I'll do it. What will you do? Oh, bright and beautiful Starlight player. Yeah, just... Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll, All the things. All yeah. the above. Moving on. No, really. You have some of the best utility and early game defense in the game, so when you move over to the early explosion, you can go and suit any need of your team. Starlight is amazing, and I won't lose words here, since I've written about them a lot. Mm. And more is coming. Winky face. All right. All right, let's go now through the defenders. Earth is fun. It's by far not weak. Oh. You just grow slowly but steadily, and then you rock. <laughs> you can go for majors. You can go for innate build. You can go for Dahan. Just have fun. Resilience Earth, as always, gives you a safe early game where you can grow and pick a build that suits the situation. You're a threat to Dahan, but otherwise, you're pretty solid. And since it's harder to blight with resilience, that means the blight isn't going into mm -hmm. the ocean tile. If they're not blighting the coastal land, mm -hmm. that's a yeah. strong build. Might Earth is great, strong, and continues to be. With Earth and Plant being some of the most diverse and useful elements in the game, which you can juggle to your heart's content. Green is OP as always. We now play them house rules so they're incredibly fun to play and also strong versus freedom. <laughs> nice. 
Keeper's wild prevention game can be quite fun here, while they also grow into a beast of his spirit later. They're balanced by those explosive few first rounds where someone usually has to help you. Mm. But yeah, they're also a carry. You can actually go lore-friendly build here because you have ample time to find nice plant-based products and cards, and it's exceptionally strong. Nice. Serpent also shines here, and while you can go for a fast awakening with Majors Galore, another idea is support Defender Serpent, since you can go and defend a lot, which is quite needed, and help your friends early while you still grow to a strong, independent snack. This spirit is always great to make in team games, and since its passive provides strong buffs like card gain or spread growth to other players, it's actually not that hard to play. But if you struggle with Snake and don't seem to get it right, just remember not to be egotistical. Try to help on the board. Use Absorb Essence as much as you can from the start and grow steadily. Usually it's better to get Serpent Wakes and Powers second level than just spam presence all day. I've talked about stone, and I quite like how level 5 nerfs them a bit, since Scotland doesn't really have a chance versus them on lower difficulties. They're almost always solid, like resilience. Mm. But while the latter gives you safe early explosions later, stone is steadily fast and has lots and lots of utility with their incredible card game. For me, one of the spirits where I reclaim the least. Mm-hmm. Also, again, if you want some fun unorthodox build, go for pure earth elements and use let them break themselves against stone with Days Blur the Arc of Years, and you can quickly clear those big Scotland ports with ease. Mm. As said, mines is hard to master, but it's definitely not weak there. They grow through beasts and don't really care about presence track or something as trivial as that. When you have a board full of beasts, you will be spread and have many different powers. You can even go for beast majors if you desire. This spirit is, like Thunderspeaker, for a certain type of player who will focus on mastering this spirit and you will never again vote them for weak. Mm. Words of advice for the aspiring awful bats, ants, crows, bees, and worms players. Worms. Love it. I saw the biggest swarm of ants today. Also the sheep. Terrifying. Focus on putting beasts on the board and use your presence track power card gain as much as you can. Yes, I know you can be everywhere and do everything, but you will suffer later if you don't grow your horrible smelly zoo when you can. And that was my problem last time I played mines. Yeah, grow that right. zoo. I tried to do too far too much and I did not accomplish it. Hmm. As mentioned before, pure multiplying defender downpour might be one of the best spirits versus Scotland but I find them very fun to play in a different, more creative way. You can focus on Growth Option 3 and Gift of Abundance. While his element thresholds scale with some of the craziest major cards in the game, like Entwined Power, Weave Together, and Dream of Untouched Land, they can also use their insane mana generation for some powerhouses like Melt Earth into Quicksand, Unrelenting Growth, Grow Through Sacrifice, or Just Destroy Everything with Briny Deep, Tsunami, or Fire and Flood. They can actually use Bargains of Power and Protection to buff up Thunderspeaker, Bringer of the People, nice, (laughs) Base Earth, and Shadows. They're also an incredible user of Transform into a Murderous Darkness, because they're everywhere, and there's a lot of them. So, a few decent uses could very well end the game in your favor, and you can support all that with Spill Bitterness into the Earth. Or just end it all with Void. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that is a crazy card. The black hole card, I think, is insane. If you cooperate with someone like Volcano or Sunshine River, you can make some of the strongest turns in the game by multiplying the biggest and baddest stuff you can get your hands on. 
Nightmare or Memory can also give you elements, so how about minus three boards in one turn? <laughs> you sure can win a 4v1 then, smiley face. This build is admittedly slow. It's actually something like a weird serpent bird, but you have plenty of time here with Scotland, and you're by far the least useless person if you just help your friends with some nice small miners like Gift of Power, or Call to Trade, or Scream Disease into mm. the Wind, while you build up your arsenal of energy and majors. Try it out. This is the real Rain Man build that you've been waiting for. So now, the fast and always useful attackers. In this category, I usually have the spirits who are aggressive from the start and are the damage dealers of most teams before late bloomers or carries come out and play. River is the first, and I really meant that versus Scotland. Their diverse inventory is best used in the attacking role. You mm. will have a lot of coastal towns, so your bread and butter, Flash Floods, will be superb. Right. Other than that, just go for whatever your team needs. Throw in Boons of Vigor, Wash Away, don't hesitate to forget Bounty if you don't have any Dahan users. Scotland sometimes tends to be too strong for unruly Dahan. Mm-hmm. Mm. Travel River actually isn't as strong here because it's just incredibly explosive and weaker later. If you have other Dahan users, though, that's a different story for another time. Mm. Just say it's a least mildly effective. Sunshine, though, is amazing here because it's very consistent and it makes you a big boy later <laughs> while supporting friends throughout the whole game. You just have to sacrifice some early power. That's fair. Base lightning as well as immense shine brightly here. Mm -hmm. You have all the time in the world and you're useful early. For immense, who's more of a carry, you of course need a support, but otherwise just good old lightning. They're one of the strongest pure attackers, and while they were nerfed a bit with Jaggeder's adversaries, their power can be electrifying versus city-heavy Scots. Wind we've talked about, while pandemonium is also good here. This adversary tends to have giant lands full of buildings, so protecting against that is pandemonium specialty. Yeah, all that strife. Mm -hmm. While also gaining crazy fear. Mm. If someone else is also going for Dahan, you can actually get a great Dahan build out of pandemonium. I always love that. Base Shadows is what you can expect from them. Slow and weak. But given sufficient early help, the aspects remove the weak adjective from the equation and are pretty powerful because of Shadows' innate prevention and good scaling. Mm -hmm. We've talked about foreboding, but others can also work wonders. Amorphous is great if you want to carry, while Reach is just a pure upgrade over the original and gives you, you guessed it, Reach. Ay. You can do some fun things with this one, like buffing the strong zero range powers, or growth, or literally anything, <laughs> to actually reach what you want. For me, madness is quite hard to pull off, but I have seen a crazy player completely shut down many different adversaries with these free goodies you get with this aspect. Do not underestimate free tokens and fear in Spirit Island. This aspect is quite different from others because it doesn't provide more control like foreboding, neither more options like amorphous or reach. It gives you an ability to influence the board just by growing and mm. then focus on other things which, if you're reading this, you know there's many to speak of in Spirit Island. You can build Madness for control. You can go for a Strife build, which I'd recommend a combo with Trickster here. Or pick up strong utility cards because they can support your other carries. I would recommend you pair this aspect with someone like Volcano or Wind because sometimes you can struggle for range. Thunderspeaker is just powerful, and a good Thunderspeaker player is bound to have some fun with freedom. Just watch out for your army of Dahan, and it really helps if you have some Dahan support, like River or Days. Oh, yeah, it did help. It did. Mm -hmm. Or your friends know what they're doing with their Dahan pushing cards. Ocean we've discussed, but I'd just like to repeat, you can go for utility while still being a very formidable attacker. You don't need energy for majors every game, and there will be other carries and attackers in team games. Sharp Fangs can rule here. 
If there's any flaw with Scotland, it's that they can't really unpreventably crush an inland land and fangs can rule in the jungle. Everything works. Fear fangs, predators and ranging hunt build, major power fangs, even control and prevention fangs with something like infestation of venomous spiders, or maybe pent up calamity, curse of dread and bone, or blood rack plague. I have played to great effect versus Scotland. This spirit is one of my favorite attackers and it really can take over the game. Wildfire also chooses their territory and rules over it. I love how this spirit was buffed so much with such a little errata. Just focus on plant, please, and you will be useful. I will suggest, though, that you not spread thin and rather cover a smaller territory more effectively, since by the late game you won't be able to spread anymore and you will transition into damage through cards. Just take it smartly and you should be fine. You'll also be better used to take over inland, or just one board, because if you cover too much of the coast, you can very well be outmatched. Volcano is one of the stronger spirits here because they have time to grow or just clear out everything around the mountain every single turn. Yeah. And if Volcano grows sufficiently and they're smart enough or close enough to the coast, they will destroy more stuff. Mm -hmm. For me, it's sometimes fun to not go all out and early and just cover my board because I can support my friends with excellent powers like Exaltation of Molten Stone, mm. Lava Flows, Rain of Ash, and a plethora of excellent fire and earth utility Prevention and pushing powers while building up for the big boom. I'm noticing so much support from Mr. Wolf, and I mm -hmm. love it. In all these spirits, there's like a support build. Yep. Trickster's unreliability is, as usual, also extremely reliable against freedom. <laughs> I love what we're freedom. just calling freedom. Scotland freedom now. It's so funny. They're fun to play in every game, and we play them a lot. They can work well with many different team compositions. They're great aggressive support for someone like Pandemonium, while they can also work wonders with Fangs. One word of advice is that, like Mines or Wildfire, you don't go all in because your late game will suffer. You can do a lot, but rather than exhaust all your power, just take it slow and steady, and let's see what happens. Hey. Then recycle away anything you don't need for bonus energy and interesting options. This power is only almost like a free card gain with plus one energy since you can't forget power cards from the discard to gain new options into your hands. Hmm. The remaining are carries, starting with Vengeance. This guy just likes to see the world burn, then feeds on blight and misery around the table, and at the end wins by the skin of their teeth, and then does that again, <laughs> and again, and again, every freaking game. Love Vengeance. <laughs> this spirit is very complex, and I'd recommend it only to a player with loads of game knowledge and board awareness. Mm. Then, like Mist, if you manage to grow into your weird pile of stuff on the board and elements in your hands, you just destroy. Great comparison, because Love Mist that. and Vengeance were one spirit mm -hmm. at one time. They were. And then there's memory. I never know where to put it, but it's definitely not weak versus Scotland. Yes, that coast blights early if you're unlucky. But what of it? That's the same with half the spirits and nobody cares about that. True. Trickster usually blights that coast if he gets it. Memory isn't some big unshaky boy. <laughs> and while it can certainly become that, in my opinion, that isn't really their point. You can go and do the standard big lumbering carry stuff, but for the exact same purpose, I'd rather choose someone like Resilience Earth who has a safe early game. Or maybe Keeper or Serpent, who are your spirits if you want the Earth to carry your burdens. Memory is a teacher, and that's exactly their role, and I make it an official role in all RPGs thereafter, and you can't say anything because that's what they are, and they're amazing at it. <laughs> I agree. Memory's main purpose is to help magic happen. If you want an insane turn, just give 
give your friendly fractured days some elements so that they can cheat out glory for everyone. Yes. Or make Starlight do everything. <laughs> How about Mist crush a land a few turns early? Or River? Or unlock the gates of deepest power for almost anyone? <laughs> the possibilities are endless, and I would say that the only way that memory can be weak is if the player isn't as well versed in Spirit Island, or just isn't creative enough. You start with great unique cards, and you don't have to forget them. While you lack offense, I'd argue your primary role is to support in any other way you can, and with additional elements and free cards, anyone can become incredibly powerful and take up some of your burdens. You can also go to help with fear, with Dahan, or with anything else you find with your incredible power card gain and give. You also don't have to forget anything, so you can safely play any combination that you can imagine. You can also, in any turn, decide to play some big major with unlocked elements just because you can. So it isn't true that your early game is so quote-unquote weak, You'd just rather grow some more before you start wrecking stuff up. The possibilities are endless. You just need some time to wake up, and then you get plenty of time in a team game versus Scotland. And then there's Finder. Oh, the, yeah. The last spirit with many different options to play. But one thing is certain, any Master Finder player will find creative ways to dispose of any adversary there is. In team games, they don't have to destroy, but even if they do, Finder is consistently strong throughout the entire game and shines in the late game when all their options are unlocked. You can easily go for any desirable build and improvise on the road, while even the starting hand of cards can be entirely sufficient. As with Starlight, it's hard to say what will happen in a given game with Finder. So true. Mm -hmm. It depends on the piloting. Yeah. And while I think Finder is particularly strong versus Scotland, they're strong against any adversary. Seriously. You just have to find a way to abuse the portals. You can make Lure work by bringing stuff to them. You can make Ocean work inland. You can make Volcano erupt on the other side of the island. Mm -hmm. There are really endless possibilities. That's why I usually don't like saying where Starlight and Finder and Fractured Days fall on the strength scale. They're generally not the most overpowered, but can make work some incredible, if not outright game-breaking strategies. Mm -hmm. It's similar to half of the other spirits that strongly goes for someone like Memory, but it's especially evident with these three. How do you quantify stone giving you a few more turns? How do you quantify wildfire getting rid of a problem before it's there, while simultaneously losing you the game by itself with one <laughs> wrong power is cast? Where on the tier list do you put a master thunder speaker, a travel river player, or a fangs who can creatively get evaders or blight off of the blighted land? That exactly is impossible in Spirit Island, and that is why hmm. I love this game. I'm not sure if I forgot something or if I've missed something crucial. I think you got it all. I think you got it all. <laughs> <laughs> not sure about grammar, but let me indulge myself. I may look through this again, but it's already morning here, and I work today. Ooh. This was on my mind since the last Kindred Spirit podcast, and I needed to get it out. Love you guys. Can't wait for this episode. Aww. I think you covered it all, and yeah. thank you for breaking down each spirit. It is yeah. good to hear, because sometimes we don't talk about a spirit if they're not in the top five or the bottom five. Right. Yeah. If they're in the in-between, we don't mention them, and if they're yeah. not in the comments, they don't come up. Yeah. So it was good to hear about right. like a travel river right. or Everyone a Everyone got covered. Yeah, it was yeah. really cool. Dead to us. Right on. <laughs> Who's dead to us? If they're not in there, they're dead to us. <laughs> okay. And there you go. There is Scotland. Wow. What a trip, huh? Yeah, that was a fun game. I'm agreeing with everyone. It seems to me this is one of the most well-liked, most played adversaries yeah. in the game. Seriously. Well, I hope that this met your expectations and maybe even smashed them. Hey. Who knows? Hey. Ryan, what's left? We have them. Oh.
No. Oh, you know who I'm talking of. <laughs> it is. No. England. No. Dun dun dun. Adjacency build. No! Extra build tile. No! It's them, the most famous and hardest adversary in the entire game, as it's been regarded by some. There's a reason we saved them for last. So here we go. Get ready. Let's do buckle it. Buckle up. Let's do it, buddy. It's gonna be great. We got this. Are you ready? Yes. Are you all ready? Yes. You're not yes! gonna come to that game, right? <laughs> yeah, you don't like England. <laughs> hey, that's who we fight in our second wave campaign. Oh yeah. So we fought them a lot. I've done my time. <laughs> We're gonna dive deep, just like we have all of these other adversaries. But until that until time, then. that's enough for today. Until next time, we will catch you guys later. Peace out. Bye. Hey there, everyone. Editing Ryan here. I just have a quick little announcement for you. Over here in the States, the fourth day of each July is a national holiday where we celebrate our nation's independence. It's a time where we take off of work and other business concerns to relax and reflect with gratitude the things that we have and enjoy in our country. In light of this, I wanted to inform you all that we're going to be taking next week off to celebrate with our friends and families for the 4th of July. Have no worries, for we will be back on July 10th to resume the normal release schedule. As a helpful, informative aside, we here at the KSP pour so much time and effort into the show on a weekly basis, and we love doing it. We've been going every single week since September of last year, with the exception of last Thanksgiving, where we took off to celebrate that holiday. What I wanted to tell you is that we are going to take a break for some relaxation on every major holiday here in the United States. So that means for Easter, which is in the spring, Independence Day, which is in the summer, Thanksgiving, which is in the fall, and Christmas, which is in the winter. It's important every now and then to get some vacation time to relax and focus on other things every once in a while. But like I said, we're not going anywhere. We're still here. We're just taking some time for ourselves. I hope that's understandable, and we really, genuinely appreciate your loyalty more than you know. But until July 10th, though, have a great time out there, everyone. Remember, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay awesome.